Hello, and welcome to A History of Japan. Season 9, Episode 8, Sengoku States, Part 2. In our previous episode, we discussed the triumphs and the mistakes of several great samurai clans whose domains spanned vast stretches of Kanto and, in the case of the Imagawa, some of Chubu as well. In this episode, we will explore how clans from Tohoku, Chubu, and Chugoku managed to consolidate power and dominate their neighbors. The warning from the previous episode still holds true. Keep in mind that we are discussing the successful clans, and that many rivals and vassal clans existed, and that we simply do not have time to cover every upstart kin group that emerged during Sengoku Jidai. The Tohoku region had generally been seen, by residents of the capital, as a distant wilderness, an untamed wild country full of hairy barbarians and their fell spirits. By Sengoku Jidai, however, Yamato Japanese people had dominated the region for many centuries. The reality on the ground of Tohoku was that it was anyone's game, that everyone from Jizamurai to long-standing regional powers had opportunities to dominate a large portion of the strange, almost foreign northwest stretch of Honshu so feared by the nobility and ranking samurai of Kyoto. One of the oldest and most established powers of the great distant north was the Date clan. Having adopted their family name from the district in Mutsu province where they governed after assisting Minamoto Yoritomo in the Genpei War, the Date clan's fortunes fell somewhat because of their support for the southern court during the Nanbokucho War. However, Date Shigemuni made an official visit to Kyoto in 1483 and brought very lavish gifts to retired shogun Ashikaga Yoshimasa. Partly because of such political savvy, at the outset of Sengoku Jidai they had maintained their status as the Shugo of Mutsu province. In 1514, Date Hisamune died, and his son Tanemune became the new chieftain. Tanemune was a very active daimyo, who maintained the clan's political connections in the capital while also consolidating power in Mutsu province. Through intermarriage, adoption, and armed intervention in succession disputes, Tanemune expanded the clan's control over neighboring Dewa province by suppressing and dominating the Osaki and Mogami clans there. The Bakufu looked kindly upon Tanemune's actions and saw him as a stabilizing element in a distant and often troublesome region. They arranged for Tanemune's son Harumune to be named to the office of Oshu Tandai, the shogun's deputy in Tohoku. This hereditary title had previously belonged to the Osaki clan, and it is a testament to how thoroughly Date Tanemune had dominated them that they raised no objections to this title transfer. In 1536, like many other quasi-independent daimyo, he established a set of official laws for those who lived within the Date domain. Among other things, this law code attempted to establish regulations around the practice of blood revenge, wherein a samurai might seek to kill the person who had killed a member of their family. 
The goal was to set some kind of limit regarding which family members might be legitimately avenged, probably in an attempt to keep such violence somewhat in check. However, not everyone was pleased with Date Tanemune's growing centralized power and control. Many vassals of the Date clan grew discontented with the loss of the relative independence they had previously enjoyed, and began to seek ways they might oust the old man and put a more favorable chieftain in charge. Tanemune had many sons, but the most prominent two were Harumune, who was now the official Oshu Tandai, and Sanemoto, his younger brother. The brothers were close, but ambitious vassals found a wedge to drive between them in 1542. The chieftain of the Uesugi clan of neighboring Echigo province was childless, and Tanemune convinced him to adopt Date Sanemoto as his heir. The discontented vassals went to Harumune and persuaded him that Sanetomo would be a threat to his own inheritance of the Date clan if he were allowed to become the Shugo of Echigo and the head of the Uesugi. Thus began Tenmon no Ran, named for the Tenmon era in which it occurred. When Harumune declared his rebellion, many of the vassals flocked to his father Tanemune, leaving me to speculate that a majority of Tohoku samurai were generally happy with the old man's governance, and that Harumune's party was but a small and vocal minority. The fighting that ensued favored Tanemune at first, no surprise given his superior numbers, but big egos and bigger rivalries within his army soon gave way to squabbling, feuding, and other internal disputes which gradually led many of Tanemune's supporters into Harumune's arms. You may recall from previous seasons that Tohoku in the pre-modern era was vast, rocky, and wild, and that warfare in the region frequently took years, even decades, to be resolved. The longer the conflict lasted, the more it favored Harumune, who bided his time and made overtures to those rumored to be disaffected by his father. Eventually, Tanemune was faced with a difficult choice continue to watch the unified polity he had created in Tohoku tear itself apart, or find a peaceable way to step aside. He called upon the shogunate for help, and they sent arbitrators who negotiated a suitable peace arrangement in 1548. Tanemune would be allowed to retire, and Harumune would take official control of the Date clan. Two years later, Uesugi Sanemoto died, and the Nagao clan of Echigo were promoted to Shugo. The Date under Harumune's leadership would continue to drift toward independence, though they seemed to honor the Bakufu's authority much longer than their neighbors in Kanto. In 1584, they would gain a daimyo named Date Masamune, who would truly embody the spirit and actions of a Sengoku daimyo, pursuing expansionist wars and taking lands from his rival neighbors. We will discuss his career in greater detail next season. Far from Tohoku, on the western edge of Chubu, lay the province of Owari. We mentioned Owari in the previous episode, and I will admit a certain affection for Owari province since I used to live within its now-defunct boundaries. Owari was governed by the Shiba clan, who were the official Shugo of the province. The many misfortunes of the Shiba clan meant that they became utterly reliant on their Shugo Dai, the Shugo's deputy, 
a hereditary title controlled by the Oda clan. Oda Nobuhide was not the Shugodai, but rather an assistant to the Shugodai. Nonetheless, he benefited by his proximity to power and the Oda clan's continued accumulation of influence throughout Owari. When Imagawa Ujichika was obliged to abandon a fortress he had just constructed in Owari in 1532, it was Oda Nobuhide who seized the castle and made many improvements on its rudimentary defenses. He set up the new and improved Nagoya Castle as the headquarters for his branch of the Oda clan, and began building other castles throughout the area, and even managed to accumulate some wealth to go along with his reputation for battlefield bravery. He played the usual political games, visiting Kyoto and lavishing gifts upon the shogun and the imperial court as well. He had to contend not only with hostile outsider powers like the Imagawa, but also jealous rivals within his own family, the Oda clan. An opportunity for expansion seemed to present itself in 1535 when Matsudaira Kiyoyasu, the chieftain of the Matsudaira clan of neighboring Mikawa province, was assassinated. Kiyoyasu had been on very friendly terms with Nobuhide, who assembled an army and invaded Mikawa on the pretense of bringing his friend's killers to justice. The new head of the Matsudaira clan was Kiyoyasu's nine-year-old son Hirotada, who was in the care of one Abe Sadayoshi, a trusted retainer of Kiyoyasu. Sadayoshi was rumored to have been party to his master's execution, but he always pleaded his own innocence in the matter. Historians tend to exonerate him because afterward he seems to act in the best interests of young Hirotada and did not seek to empower himself or his family. The actual mastermind was one Abe Masatoyo, the nephew of Sadayoshi, who attempted to rally the vassals of the Matsudaira to his rebellious banner. Nephew and uncle clashed at the Battle of Idano to decide the future of the clan, and when the dust settled, it was Abe Sadayoshi's faction who triumphed, thus securing young Matsudaira Hirotada as the rightful head of the clan. Oda Nobuhide had maintained good relations with Matsudaira Kiyoyasu, but he received a much icier reception from Abe Sadayoshi. Under Kiyoyasu's leadership, the Matsudaira had made themselves the virtual lords of Mikawa province and were suspicious of Nobuhide's motives. Nobuhide feared they might swear fealty to his hated enemy, the Imagawa clan, but soon his fears seemed unreasonable as tragedy struck his foes. In 1536, Imagawa Ujiteru, the chieftain of the clan, died suddenly, unleashing a... wait for it... succession dispute. As he had no sons, it was his brothers who would soon fight over the scraps. In order to secure their older brother's succession, both of the men in question had been sent to monasteries. One served as a priest, one as a monk. Now both returned to their secular lives in the name of securing control over their militant family. In the end, it was the younger brother who secured that control, defeating his brother Genko Eitan and changing his name to Imagawa Yoshimoto, in 1537. In 1540, Oda Nobuhide raised an army and invaded Mikawa province, possibly hoping he might intimidate the Matsudaira clan into submitting to him so that he might use Mikawa as a buffer region between himself and the Imagawa. He seized Anjo Castle by surprise and later granted it to his oldest son Nobuhiro. 
if submission through intimidation was his objective, it massively backfired. The Matsudaira clan made an offer of alliance to the Imagawa clan at their earliest opportunity, and the stage was set for a showdown between Oda Nobuhide and Imagawa Yoshimoto. In 1542, a large Imagawa army arrived in Mikawa looking for a fight. Oda Nobuhide obliged them, leaving the safe confines of Anjo Castle and facing off against them in the open field. The ensuing Battle of Azukizaka was said to be extremely fierce on both sides, but eventually the Oda army triumphed, and credit for the victory was given to a group of samurai called the Seven Spears of Azukizaka. Note that the weapon which these warriors were most closely associated with was not the bow or the sword, but a spear. It seems likely that Oda Nobuhide wanted to pursue the fleeing Imagawa forces and occupy Mikawa's castles in the process. However, while he was certainly the most influential and powerful member of the Oda clan, he did not have the universal support of his extended family. Various branches of the Oda throughout Owari complained about his ascendancy, since he was neither the head of the clan nor was he even the Shugodai. Overextending himself in Mikawa would only invite disaster, so he withdrew, leaving Anjo Castle in the possession of his illegitimate son, Nobuhiro. Later in 1542, trouble was brewing in Mino province just north of Owari when Toki Yorinari, the official Shugo of Mino province, was expelled from his own domains in a maneuver of Gekokujo by new man Saito Dosan. In 1547, Oda Nobuhide decided to involve himself and brought an army into Mino province, possibly hoping that further glorious victories would silence the jealous opposition within his clan. If this was his plan, it would also backfire spectacularly. He besieged Inabayama Castle, the Saito clan's headquarters, but reinforcements arrived and he was obliged to fight them in the field. The ensuing Battle of Kanoguchi resulted in a defeat for Oda Nobuhide. It was not a crushing blow or a complete rout, but nonetheless it emboldened his rivals within the Oda clan, some of whom rose against him in 1548. He managed to suppress that rebellion, but the Imagawa clan also seemed to sense blood in the water, and they sent an army into western Mikawa province. Nobuhide met them there, allegedly at Azukizaka once more, but this time the battle went against him, and the Imagawa gobbled up much of Mikawa province as a result. Although many within their upper leadership sided with the Imagawa clan, the Matsudaira clan had many dissident members, some of whom fought on behalf of the Oda outright. Thus, Matsudaira Hirotada did not yet feel secure against future Oda aggression, nor was he completely secure in his position as clan chieftain. He offered to submit to Imagawa Yoshimoto as a vassal, which would bring an end to the final shreds of independence the Matsudaira enjoyed. The Imagawa chieftain was pleased with this offer of submission, but insisted on one condition. Matsudaira Hirotada was ordered to send his eldest son, the five-year-old Takechiyo, to live in Suruga province as a hostage. Oda Nobuhide was informed of this development, and arranged for the young Matsudaira Takechiyo to be kidnapped en route to Suruga. 
The boy was brought to Owari province by Nobuhide's agents, and he quickly informed his father Hirotada that his son was in his custody. Oda Nobuhide was many things, but subtle was not one of them. He openly threatened to kill the boy unless Matsudaira Hirotada ended his alliance with the Imagawa clan. Hirotada refused, saying that if he allowed his own son to be sacrificed, it would only prove his own loyalty to the Imagawa beyond a doubt. You might be expecting this incident to have a rather unpleasant ending, but let me assure you that Nobuhide did not kill the five-year-old child whom he had kidnapped. The reasons behind his show of mercy are not entirely clear, though my best guess would be that he wanted to use the boy to further split the loyalties of the Matsudaira in the future. It is certainly clear that loyalties in the clan were extremely complicated because the following year, 1549, Matsudaira Hirotada was murdered by a group of his retainers whom the Oda clan had bribed. That same year, acknowledging that he could not very well support two separate wars against enemies to his east and north, he reached out to the Saito clan and offered to negotiate a peace. The Saito agreed, setting the condition that Oda Nobuhide's oldest legitimate son be married to Saito Dosan's daughter, Nohime. With peace on his northern front, he turned his eyes to his primary rivals to his east, the Imagawa. The Imagawa army mobilized much more quickly than the Oda, however, and in 1551 they had surrounded and besieged Anjou Castle, the fortification he had swiped from the Matsudaira clan eleven years before. The castle was defended by his illegitimate oldest son, Oda Nobuhiro, who would not be able to hold the fortress for long. Nobuhide made a deal. He would hand over the hostage Matsudaira Takechiyo and give up his claim to Anjou Castle in exchange for the safe passage of Nobuhiro and his defenders. Imagawa Yoshimoto happily agreed, and the now six-year-old Matsudaira ward was sent at last to Sumpu Castle in Tsuruga province to be raised in captivity by the Imagawa clan. When the boy finally came of age, he would first adopt the name Motonobu, taking the character Moto from the name of Yoshimoto, his patron, but later he would change his name to Matsudaira Motoyasu. You will be hearing more about him in future episodes, and this will not be the last time he changes his name. Although his military career is far from the most impressive even of his own time, Oda Nobuhide won more than he lost and had a reputation for patience, sober-mindedness, and ferocity in battle. He was nicknamed Owari no Tora, the Tiger of Owari. He grew suddenly ill and died in 1551 at the age of 42, giving the final directive that the Oda clan should be inherited by his eldest legitimate son. This came as somewhat terrible news to some of the vassals who had given this son a nickname no doubt meant to mockingly echo his father's, Owari no Ozuke, the Fool of Owari. Known for having a short temper, being a layabout, and grossly violating norms of etiquette, it was probably difficult for many of the Oda vassals to imagine a less suitable candidate. Some of them began to flock to his far more appropriate younger brother, Nobuyuki. However, this isn't the last you'll be hearing of the heir of Nobuhide, and his exploits will occupy many episodes later this season. His name was Oda Nobunaga. Meanwhile, 
Far to the west in Chugoku, the Mori clan was doing its best to survive while sandwiched between several hostile clans which all desired control over the western stretch of Honshu. When we last left Daimyo Mori Motonari, he was submitting to the Amago clan who had assembled a large army which had marched into Mori clan territory on their way to fight the Ouchi clan in 1522. Tsunehisa, the Daimyo of the Amago, ordered Motonari to besiege Kagamiyama Castle, which was held by the Kurata clan, an Ouchi vassal. The siege lasted long, and many attempts by Motonari failed due to its stalwart defenders. Mori Motonari was not merely some rough warlord who cared only for battle and blood, however. He had a good mind for politics as well. He made overtures to Kurata Naonobu, the uncle and rival of Kurata Fusanobu, and convinced him to betray his nephew and swear fealty to the Amago clan. Now Nobu was persuaded, and soon showed up to the castle with his own army in tow. The combined assault succeeded, and Kurata Fusanobu committed seppuku. When Amago Tsunehisa heard the good news about Motonari's victory, it is possible that he was overcome with jealousy. He had been obliged to abandon his own attempted siege at Kanayama Castle, and his actions following Motonari's triumph make sense to me only if he was acting from envy. He ordered the execution of Kurata Naonobu, whom he derided as a loathsome traitor. This is often thought to be the beginning of a serious rift between Motonari and Tsunehisa, and whatever the latter's intentions in this execution, it only embittered Motonari against him. By 1525, just three years later, Mori Motonari banded together with many other small-scale daimyo like himself and betrayed the Amago clan swearing fealty to the Ouchi clan once more. Ouchi Yoshioki, who by this time had long since departed the capital, reclaimed Kagamiyama Castle and had it destroyed, building a more secure castle nearby using its raw materials. In 1529, Ouchi Yoshioki died and was succeeded by his son Ouchi Yoshitaka. This new clan chieftain was promising at first, having fought alongside his father in many campaigns before ascending to his new position. He led an extremely successful incursion into Kyushu, defeating the Shoni clan on several occasions and securing the Ouchi domains on that island. By 1541, he succeeded in expanding Ouchi control over all of Aki province. The next year, however, he led an invasion of Izumo province, and this was where things began to go wrong. The primary target of the Ochi incursion was Gassantoda Castle, an imposing fortress held by the Amago clan. Mori Motonari was fighting on the side of the Ouchi, and he succeeded in raiding deep into Izumo. He had previously married a daughter of the Kikawa clan who were a major family of Izumo, but one of their members chose this moment to betray him to the Amago. His supply line severed, he sought shelter at the siege camp which the Ouchi had assembled. Every assault attempt had been a miserable failure thus far, however, so Ouchi Yoshitaka opted for an organized retreat. This is a tricky thing to accomplish with a well-armed hostile force nearby, and the Amago defending Gasantoda realized their enemy was withdrawing and charged out of the castle to harry the fleeing Ouchi warriors. In the ensuing battle, Mori Motonari was nearly killed. 
Afterward, Ochi Yoshitaka appears to have lost all taste for warfare. He spent his days occupied with aesthetic pursuits like art and poetry, which alienated one faction of his vassals who feared that the Ochi clan would soon be perceived as weak. Another faction, however, preferred to simply defend the Ochi domains and focus on internal development, abandoning expansion for the time being. The Ochi domains, especially their primary city of Yamaguchi, prospered under this kind of leadership. Trade with China helped them prosper economically, and they even attracted some interesting foreign visitors with foreign religions, whom we shall discuss two episodes from now. In 1551, trouble was brewing in Kyoto once again. Incessant fighting between shogun puppeteers threatened to bring back the bad old days of the Onin War. Ouchi Yoshitaka had taken great pains to ingratiate himself with the imperial court, giving them money and sponsoring some of their rituals just as his father Yoshioki had done. Emperor Gonara considered him a friend, so when the sovereign wanted to relocate the imperial court to Yamaguchi City, Ochi Yoshitaka quickly agreed. The emperor named Yoshitaka the governor of Yamashiro province which technically, though not practically, gave him authority over the capital regions. This is not the first time that Yamaguchi has played host to a nominally powerful member of the national government. Ashikaga Yoshitane had organized his bakufu in exile there before being restored to his position as shogun in 1508. However, the political climate in Yamaguchi and indeed throughout all the Ouchi domains was not conducive to unified action. As Kuge and scholars from the capital began to arrive, the Ouchi retainers and vassals feared that they would soon be supplanted and replaced. Already the daimyo was granting stipends and showing favor to the literati of Kyoto, and more were arriving every day. Sugi Shigenori, one of Ouchi Yoshitaka's shugodai, warned his liege that he was hearing rumors of a plot against him. Yoshitaka assured his trusted retainer that he was being paranoid, but was certain that if anything bad were to happen, his good friend and vassal Morimoto Nari would come to his aid. Unfortunately for Yoshitaka, he was wrong on both counts. There was a plot forming against him, Morimoto Nari knew about it, and he planned to do exactly nothing. The coup was led by Sue Takafusa, another of Yoshitaka's shugodai. When the time finally came to act in the fall of 1551, even the formerly loyal Sugi Shigenori decided that rebellion was the best option. The various retainers, vassals, and shugodai from around the Ouchi domains gathered their armies and marched on Yamaguchi. Yoshitaka was stunned and abandoned the city soon after the siege and assault began. Morimoto Nari wisely chose to stay out of the affair. Instability in the Ouchi clan could be used to benefit the Mori clan after all. Yoshitaka soon committed seppuku along with his sons when it became clear that they would be captured otherwise. It is difficult to overstate the amount of death and destruction which Yamaguchi City was subjected to afterward. Many of its buildings were burned, nearly all of the kuge who had relocated were killed, and the warriors who answered the rebel call to arms engaged in rampant looting, rape, and murder. Luckily for him, Emperor Gonara was still in Kyoto at the time, but nearly every member of his Daijo Daikan had been killed or had gone missing in the uprising. 
Sue Takafusa took charge, and he invited Otomo Haruhide, the younger brother of the Otomo chieftain Sorin, to become the chieftain of the Ouchi clan. He changed his name to Ouchi Yoshinaga for the sake of continuity, but he was a mere puppet, and Sue Takafusa became the real power behind the throne. The devastation of Yamaguchi is truly one of the great tragedies of Sengoku Jidai. In addition to the considerable property damage and human carnage inflicted, many of the Ouchi clan historical records were also destroyed. The city had flourished as a cultural, economic, and political center for Chugoku, and its misfortunes would not end with its physical destruction. Ming China refused to recognize the new so-called leaders of the Ouchi clan and stopped sending regular trade ships. This ended the Ouchi monopoly on China trade, which was effectively now open to any faction who had boats, crews, and a navigator who could reach the mainland. Although he had done nothing to save Ouchi Yoshitaka during the coup, which is called the Taineji Incident, that wouldn't stop Mori Motonari from using the betrayal as a just cause for making war against the Ouchi rump state that now governed his former liege's domains. In 1554, he faced off against an army loyal to Sue Harukata at the Battle of Oshigibata, where he scored a victory in spite of being outnumbered. It didn't hurt that he had bribed many of the enemy samurai into joining him or quitting the field. The next year, 1555, Mori Motonari confronted Sue Harukata himself at the Battle of Miyajima, or Miya Island. This island is home to the Itsukushima Shrine, which is said to have been built by Taira Kiyomori back in the late 1100s. This was a naval battle, and Motonari employed a good deal of his trademark trickery. Having developed good relations with the pirates who controlled the inland South Sea of his home province, he arranged for one fleet to attack Miyao Castle from the front, while he and his picked troops landed on the far side of Miyajima, and then the two forces assaulted the castle on either side. The Ouchi defenders were taken completely by surprise, and soon their panic cost them the castle, as Mori Samurai streamed over the walls. Sue Harukata managed to escape the carnage in the fortress, but when he saw that he would almost certainly be captured trying to leave Miyajima, he committed seppuku. Mori Motonari's victory at Miyajima gave him momentum to continue absorbing territory from the declining Ouchi clan. In 1557, Ouchi Yoshinaga, who again was actually from the Otomo clan, committed seppuku as Mori Samurai took Yamaguchi. He would continue feuding with the Amago and the Otomo clan of Kyushu, but by the end of his life, the Mori clan had essentially supplanted the now extinct Ouchi clan, and occupied all their former domains. Gekoku-jo, ladies and gentlemen. Next time, we will look to Kyushu, Shikoku, and Kansai as we discuss the rise of the Shimazu, Chosokabe, and Miyoshi clans, respectively. Until then, thank you for listening. If you would like access to exclusive bonus episodes, as well as ad-free versions of the regular episodes, please consider supporting this podcast at patreon.com slash ahistoryofjapan. Japan.